0: Hello and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics podcast where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Welcome everyone to the
1: Community IT Innovators Technology podcast. My name is Carolyn Woodard, and I'm the Outreach Director at Community IT. And I'm here today with Nura Aboki, who is going to talk to us a little bit about some of the most pressing issues that you see with our clients as a consultant, a strategic consultant. So, Nura.
2: Well, thank you, Carolyn. Uh, my name is Nora Abuki. I'm a senior consultant at uh, Community IT, been here for about 14 years and uh, really I've seen a variety of roles at Community IT. Uh, leading to the assistance uh, that I provide to our clients in terms of IT planning, technology uh, architecting, uh, sometimes even software selection, as well as technology assessments uh, for our client. So I'm really happy to be here uh, to shed some light on some of the issues that we see, some of the pressing uh, questions that clients ask us about.
1: So what are the most Pressing issues that you're seeing this year, like are there different things that are coming up, particularly now?
2: Yes. Uh, since I uh, moved into this uh, senior consulting role, I've been involved with mid-market uh, size clients. Uh, uh, they are mostly a hundred uh, staff or or higher, and. Uh, they may typically have an in-house IT uh, team that, uh, you know, I work with. And there's, the, these clients do come with certain needs. Uh, and specifically what they've been asking for is IT policies and some directions around IT governance. Uh, because they're, they're large and they continue to grow, they have seen... Uh, Areas where without a policy, it will be very hard and difficult to govern. And for them to be able to maintain a certain standard across the entire organization, they will need to put together IT policies like acceptable use policies. It's one of the most important policy documents that they have requested. They have they are requesting us to help them develop. And in developing a policy is a partnership between us and them. Uh, and then looking at all the, what the industry recommends in terms of standards and best practices. So uh, uh, to give you an example for acceptable use policy, it will be a document that has a, a what to do and what not to do for that when you use their, for instance, device, meaning a laptop or a mobile device that they provide and uh, what software to install on the machine, what software not to install, what sites uh, to go. If there are any screening of sites, they will inform you on that policy document. So many organizations actually don't have, or oh, it's very old. Uh, it's part of a HR policy that has a, one paragraph that talks about technology. But uh, with the advent and adoption of technology in our lives today in our workplace, there's need for IT policies to have its own stack of documents that has pages and pages explaining the different areas that it concerns technology for that organization. So that's one of the key pressing requests that we've had. And organizations are so eager to get some of these policies up and running. I mentioned a, a acceptable use policy, but business continuity plans and policies is something that organizations are also thinking about, especially given that uh, organizations are returning to a hybrid system. They want to be able to understand where are their weaknesses? How would they ensure operations if uh, they're in a a hybrid uh, work environment? Uh, If the internet is down, for instance, in the head office, what should staff do? Uh, Is the infrastructure in the head office uh, ready for that business continuity uh, to occur, or do they have to rely on other things? So they're taking a deeper look at if they had a plan before, but most of organizations don't have a business continuity plan. So partnering with uh, uh, MSPs like Amir IT and other technology partners that do have the experience will help uh, organizations develop those IT, IT policies.
1: So what would you... I'm I'm fascinated because in every webinar that we do, I always, we always talk about you need to have acceptable use policies and uh, business continuity policies are a good thing to have as well. So I'm really fascinated that some organizations, even large ones, don't have that. Or like you said, it's very old. So it's pre-pandemic, pre-hybrid work, you know, just things have changed so much in the meantime. What would you say is the are the main reasons that those organizations don't update or have those policies? Like what are the barriers that are keeping them from doing that? Uh,
2: uh, yes. Uh, that's also a question I I ask myself, why is this not happening? I mean, this is something that should be a, a priority for leadership at the organization. And it all comes back to leadership. Uh, it, oftentimes organizations, uh, especially in the non-profit sector, are focused on their mission. And uh, they want to raise funds to help them achieve their mission. They want to get more donors. They're mission-driven. Uh, so uh, IT tends to fall behind. And uh, there are times when the leaders themselves... Uh, even if they don't have a comprehensive understanding of how technology impacts their mission, they uh, they may not have a reason to partner with with an IT organization or consultant or an MSP that would bring in their experience to help them understand technology and their technology needs better. So uh, leadership seems to be uh, one uh, element that either does not invest time and resources to to put these policies together or does not understand the value that these policies would bring to the overall mission that they have at the organization. And there are times when organization says, you know, I'm a nonprofit, I'm small. Uh, who how am I going to be a target? How am I going to, why should I worry about an IT security policy, for instance? Like, I'm not a target. It will be the big corporations of, make a lot of money that should be targeted. But uh, we've seen situations where, uh, yes, the big corporation might be the ultimate target, but the smaller nonprofit organization, because they are lacking in their standards, uh, could be a conduit, an easy way uh, for uh, a bad actor to, to launch their attack to <laughs> that larger organization, if I may use those words. So uh, being vigilant and having leadership buy-in on the importance of technology uh, to their mission is important they're, they're, uh, they're, that's why partner, getting a technology partner comes into play because that technology partner may be able to uh, bring it up. Uh, and uh, larger organization, the mid-market I've seen, they have someone sitting that has experience in technology in the executive suite uh, with the, the vice presidents or the chief executives of the organization either in an advisory role, advising them on how to apply technology how to uh, think strategically with a technology mindset uh, to have that competitive advantage uh, and help them achieve their achieve their missions faster quickly more efficient so the, those are the factors i still will say leadership 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 <laughs>
1: Well, then it seems like you mentioned a couple of issues that I just want to ask you a little bit more about because, um, you know, for example, you said that often this policy lives under HR and like staff might read it by given it to read on their first day and then they mm-hmm. never look at it again. And I think often HR, like they don't consider themselves in charge of IT and the IT as well don't consider themselves really part of HR so then you have this gap of like, well, who's responsible for these policies um, that you know staff need to know about? And I think a similar thing happens with like operations. So if your leadership is thinking of IT really as only a function of operations, like kind of in the old mindset of like, we have an office, the office needs to have lights. It needs to have electricity. It needs to have it, you know, kind of thinking of it just as operations and not as a strategic, something that you invest in that, you know, gives you more time to do your mission because you can be more efficient in the way you're handling your it or finding opportunities in the way you can deliver your mission. Even, um, So I I found that very interesting. So do you run into that of like this who's in charge kind of issue?
2: Yes, uh, I've seen uh, recently a few uh, of the mid-market clients have uh, leadership structure challenges where, you know, the, the operations director may have been responsible for operations and which includes IT. But. It's uh, the investments in IT are not actually made because IT is just seen as some sort of a utility. There, you know, we just pay the bill for the lights, and, and that's that's about it. Uh, so, when when it comes to decision making. In the when uh, that there isn't a representative of the interests uh, in investment in i t there because oh are we paying the lights? are we paying our internet? you know those are the if the internet isn't working, then we have a problem. so operations make sure the internet is working. but a a someone that is in this executive suite may ask more questions beyond just the internet being working. Do we have internet that is actually effective for our organization? You know, uh, given the changes that we're going through, is everyone going, how are we going to maintain a network that is not just in one place, but everybody's computer is a network because they're working from a variety of locations. Some leader has to be asking those tough questions. Or even if they are not asking it, uh, they may be seeking advice from those that understand those tough questions uh, and providing guidance. So that, that's those kind of conversations uh, are not happening at that level. So organizations have, that uh, have partnered with us, uh, we do an assessment and evaluation and look at their leadership structure and look at the gaps and help them reorganize, restructure uh, their 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 teams to ensure that they have resources at all levels that uh, guarantee success for the organization.
1: Well, I'm sure they're very lucky to have you consulting with them and helping them think through these leadership challenges of who owns IT and you know who owns those policies, as you said. So would that be your advice going forward if someone is listening to this podcast and thinking like, well, what's the first thing I need to? Think about in my mid-market sized organization, figure out
2: your policies. Yes, figure out your policies. And I agree with you hundred percent who owns IT. And that person that you know, owns IT, then uh, if there's an individual or if it's a team, then those are the people that we want to understand their level or their maturity level of understanding IT. And that's sort of my next uh, thing I wanted to share. But uh, you know, in this podcast, so you know, make sure you know you understand what your IT policies are. If there are none, then you want to look for a partner that will help you develop those IT policies. And uh, the policies are usually uh, at the top level where leaders help develop the policy. So, knowing who is going to be owning IT will be a key factor there. Are- yes.
1: Policy difficult to write. Like it seems like there must be templates out there of like the sorts of things that everybody needs to have in their acceptable use policy.
2: yes, uh, there are several uh, templates, uh, organizations that have um are charged with building standards. Uh, they do the research and development. They look at a variety of needs of corporations and uh, different organizations they have built standards and templates that would help develop. So we're not uh, kind of building it from scratch. We are not reinventing the wheel. Already there are templates that one could reference, Uh, but we have to tailor it to meet the strategic objective of your organization, the mission of your organization, and ensuring that best practices are covered in that IT. Uh, policy. So uh, striking a balance between just taking a template and saying, we're going to adopt this without understanding the implication, you know, the impact to staff and how this policy is, whether there will be adherence or how am I even going to enforce this policy? You need a partner that can help you tailor it to your needs.
1: Okay, last question, and it's maybe a loaded question. Do you have Clients
2: coming to you asking about AI policies. Yes, Uh, so it's beginning. uh, I would say in maybe since the summer, we ran a series, a webinar series uh, around AI, and uh, clients. I was in a meeting and then this client. I was sharing my screen, and suddenly the reminder popped up about, "Hey, prepare for a webinar on AI." (laughs) So that uh, triggered a question in that meeting and they asked, oh, do you have a template for us on AI governance? And uh, the proliferation of AI, I think AI itself, it's been such a buzzword that it continues to grow. Uh, What we are seeing today is uh, with our clients, majority of them have Microsoft 365 products, so Microsoft is pushing its co-pilot technology solution uh, that is right there and then for the workplace. Uh, the reason why I'm picking up Microsoft is because if your files are already in the Microsoft ecosystem, your emails and the Microsoft ecosystem, research that you do is all within, saved within Microsoft systems, then uh, the AI can help you organize uh, and find things easily uh, and also provide some recommendations on, who to interact with when you're looking to do a project or design a program. So uh, it's, uh, it's continuous AI that uh, the investment AI has continued to, be, to grow and organizations have seen improvement in the models. Uh, in the past, maybe if you asked AI to rewrite a sentence for you, uh, it may miss a thing or two, but now it's... Almost uh, natural when you see it compose an email. It's like it's it may be difficult for you to detect unless you know the writing of that individual, the person that usually writes, and you would understand their writing. But AI yeah, can nearly mimic <laughs> the exact writing of anybody, uh, if uh, if I could put it that way. So we're seeing the improvements, and the clients are worried about not having a policy or governance that will guide. The use of AI in the workplace. Uh, someone can be asked to design a program, and then they go on ChatGPT, one of the AI tools there out there that's publicly available. Do a search or go on Google Bird, do a search, ask Google to put it together, not knowing that this is the intellectual property of another organization <laughs> that was published uh, on the web. So, it, and also AI has this weird thing that's happening when i say where it actually hallucinates meaning you ask AI to write you a design a program for you uh it may design it but it may not use references that actually exist it will make up things and it will be so real unless you fact check it you may not even know that you propagating false information or misinformation. So uh, organizations are beginning to think of the impact to that as well. Uh, Two of my larger clients have asked for an AI policy and something that community IT is updating its own AI policy uh, so it can be a template to uh, to be shared with uh, organizations when they ask for it, or even bring it in uh, proactively to have those conversations. Uh, Leaders are also concerned like, okay, how, how can we leverage AI? That's another aspect of it. But internally, what is our AI policy for the use of AI? Uh, We want people to be productive, not to just automate things, but use it productively. And we want to make sure they're using it in the right way without causing harm to the organization or to themselves.
1: Yeah, so I'll put in a quick little plug that we are working on some content for January, February around AI policy templates. So hopefully we'll have something then. I think I've been poking around online too, and a lot of the templates that you can find are very generic Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to hopefully have something to present uh, fairly soon because we are getting that question a lot. And I think it's kind of a question that that's out there of how staff are using AI. And as you said, to not cause harm to your organization, but also there's such potential for AI to really create a lot of efficiencies Um and again, like efficiencies in in IT, efficiencies provided by AI, you know, allow nonprofit organizations to do more of their mission. So, I, you know, I think it's just something that we're all going to be uh, dealing with over the next year, for sure. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much, Nora, for for talking with me today about the most pressing questions you're hearing from your clients. And I really appreciate it. Thanks again.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.